I have got to teach you about food. Close your eyes. Now, take a bite of this. Ah, no! No! Oh, no! Don't just hork it down! Too late. <laughs> Here. And chew it slowly. Mm. Only think about the mm. taste. Uh, see? Not really. Creamy, salty, sweet, and oaky nuttiness. You detect that? Oh, I'm detecting nuttiness. Close your eyes. Now taste this. Hello and welcome to the Dead Letter Movie Podcast. This is episode 91, recorded November 19th, 2023. I'm Tim. I'm Andrew. And we're doing something a little bit different this time. Us? Different? No. What? Never. 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 But seriously, not serious at all. Uh... <laughs> In uh, in anticipation of the upcoming American holiday of Thanksgiving, we are going to talk about food flicks. Yes, food flicks. And first off, we got to kind of have to define what this means. <laughs> but uh, what kind of spurned this for me was I was uh, watching a Alton Brown recipe video. And then, you know, how YouTube is, they'll be like, hey, you should also watch this and also this. And like, not like none of us have ever been on a rabbit hole there. And there was a Hot Ones episode with Alton Brown, where like, if you don't know what Hot Ones is, it's where a guy makes a famous person eat increasingly hotter and hotter wings or or some mm -hmm. vegetarian um, replacement, if that's how they're inclined. And Alton Brown was doing it. And I'll be honest, like, he doesn't react to the chicken wings at all that much. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's like, even when it's like supposedly the hottest, he's just like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of. But anyway, um, but one of the questions he was asked was, what is he? What did he think were the best food movies? And so that was that's kind of like what spurned this, and has something I've been thinking about for a good chunk of time. And so Tim graciously decided to get in on with this with me. So uh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, this is is going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So how how so to me a food flick is a movie where food is an essential component or element to the story. Um maybe not necessarily to the plot, but at least to the story itself. Um that's that's sort of where I was coming from, but that isn't necessarily the best hard and fast definition. So Yeah, yeah, there are there are certainly others where it's like okay, this this is it kind of figures into the mm -hmm. to the movie. It's it's there. It's but it doesn't really directly affect things necessarily. It's yeah. Uh, so so where to start? Uh, so like we could kind of like talk about like what was something that we thought was sort of like on the cusp of being a food movie. And yeah. I think um, un unless and unless this is one you were going to bring up, we can, <laughs> we can talk about something like as you and I had. We were debating Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory mm -hmm, as being mm -hmm. a food movie, not Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Um, so like that was one where we were sort of like, is this is this kind of like where we draw the line? Um, like there's a particular Pixar movie that I think nobody would dispute being a food movie at all. But there's <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of hard to determine where one, one is and one isn't. And so like we were so we kind of talked about how, what about Willy Wonka and what about like Sweeney Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um because by my definition sweeney todd definitely fits <laughs> um and yeah <laughs> um but yeah so like what would so okay so i think the thing about willy wonka is uh there's not that much about the food itself about the candy itself it's all about like if we saw more making of it like if there was more more scenes that were like the beginning where they're making the wonka bar 
I'd be more inclined mm-hmm. to put it in there, maybe. It does, however, do one, does one thing that Sweeney Todd does not do, and that is it makes me hungry, which I think <laughs> might also be a, a certain criteria for a food movie, too, is that um, although Willy Wonka may not spend that much time on the plot about food itself, whereas, you know, Sweeney Todd kind of does, but it doesn't make me hungry for pies later, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. No, um, I, I I agree. Willy Wonka is kind of on the edge. There's mm-hmm. there's the opening credit sequence with all the the you know the chocolate bar and manufacturing all the the various chocolate candies and and such. It's yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. There's there's that, and then there's uh, roughly midway through the film where they 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 first enter the the big chocolate room. Right. All, right. Almost pure everything is, is made of candy. And yeah, yeah. Pure imagination. So yeah, there's there's that, and that's that's about the the candy. But the story is is more about the the dream and and what it means and you know like like who who Wonka is kind of as a person and how how Charlie relates to that and yeah so that the, the candy is is sort of a, a by the way it's it's a trapping it could have been something else but you know candy happens to fit yeah so and so the thing I'm curious about there is you know kind of like what about like Phantom Thread which which mm. I first kind of think of as like this, you know, like, you know, I liked it well enough, but it is kind of like a stuffy, well-acted, you know, Paul yeah. Thomas Anderson movie. But when when some some podcast, I don't know, some food podcast actually brought it up as being kind of like a stealth food movie, I was like, oh, that kind of makes me rethink it. And it would not be on my list of like food movies, but food is definitely an important part of that because he like flirts with her through food mm-hmm. and then... um the well let's just say like food is a very important um plot device in yes that, movie. that that uh continues through the film yeah so i don't know like uh so like I, mean, yeah, I, would, I i would not call that one for for the same reason it's like this this movie does not make me hungry uh you know yeah that's that's probably true yeah that's a good point so maybe maybe that's our criteria like element element of food that's mm-hmm. important to the story and or plot and at least makes you hungry <laughs> yeah yeah i'm I'm, yeah, so, I'm fine with that i'm fine with that being... so yeah by by that metric uh sweeney todd and phantom thread not really food movies kind yes. of but you know not yeah yes and also all italian cannibal movies well all cannibal movies um doesn't right doesn't, yeah. yeah 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 for, for some reason before we were recording tim and i like talked a little bit about cannibal either cannibal holocaust or cannibal ferox that they they are different movies, but they are very similar. Uh, but yeah. also not food movies, despite you know a lot of eating happening. Uh, yeah. Ditto any any Hannibal Lecter story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no. <laughs> uh, although I will admit there is a there is a, in Hannibal there is a what could be described as a food you know like a food porn section. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, could, also, yeah, could 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 and then I there's but you could you could and. And also another borderline cusp movie, and I, and I wrote about this when uh, when Blonde came out, I think, because um, I was trying to watch a number of NC seventeen movies. But uh, the cook, the thief, his wife, and her lover might be mm-hmm. an anti food movie, in that <laughs> food is a big okay, part of yeah. the plot, but it is uh, yeah, kind of using it in a very nefarious way. So yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, so we're gonna go with important to the story and makes you hungry. So yeah, um, as 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 you alluded to, Ratatouille is the obvious, relatively recent yes. example. It's like yes. This this is a food movie. Yes, and uh, and in that Alton Brown thing, he said like, and you can't go wrong with Ratatouille. So yeah, 
yeah, that is for sure a food movie. It has food porn, makes you hungry, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, very much is you know based and also is based on how food affects you. That's also a big chunk of it too. So I think that that's that's one of the reasons why it's like the food movie. Yeah, yeah. This this is of course not going to be a definitive list. Oh no, are, we could go on forever. Just, oh oh yeah, and there yeah. there are loads of movies that you know either one or both of us have not seen that absolutely belong on the list that we're right. not really going to talk about right like neither of us got the like I'll, we'll call it out but like neither of us got to watch chef before recording this so like right yeah, yeah. so and still still on the list that's that's still something i want to watch i just didn't manage it before we're recording today yeah me as well and um everyone i know who read eat pray love hated the book so i never watched the movie <laughs> so i i know that gets brought up a fair amount too okay. in, yeah. in these lists yeah. so yeah 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 i i could i could kind of see that um mm-hmm. so and and some of these i have not seen recently but definitely still qualify so we'll we'll uh we'll talk a little bit about some of them mm-hmm. all right so yeah so let's uh let's get started let us i guess let's dig in to our first course tim how about you <laughs> you, you bring Funny. in the first one opening a chocolaterie just in time for lent shameless isn't it would you like to come in for some chocolate what about boycott immorality then the, the first thing that, that came to mind when we started discussing this idea to me was a movie called Chocolat. Chocolat. Um, yeah, with uh, Julia Pinoche, uh, Alfred Molina, that guy that we're all tired of right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that narrows the list. Yeah, that narrows the list. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like I like that movie. I believe it was nominated for Best Picture of the Year. It came out. Um, it's one of the reasons why I saw it. Yeah, so if I remember the plots right, um, so Juliette Binoche um, moves into this very Catholic French town who are, mm-hmm. they're not very into the whole indulgence thing. And she opens up a candy shop and she's a single mom. And for some reason, Johnny Depp is there as just kind of like a character to be there. And uh, eventually she wins over the town with her charm, but it takes time. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of candy and a lot of chocolate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. That's that's what happens. It's been a while since I've seen it. So I had to. Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty much her, her sweetness and her sweets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a memorable scene you know, three quarters of the way or so through the, through the movie where uh, Alfred Molina kind of goes to town. Yes. And he looks like he's having a great time. Yeah. He like goes to town because he's just so, so mad about everything. He like goes in to try to destroy all the food and then gets mm-hmm. a little bit of chocolate in his mouth and then proceeds to. And, and then he just can't stop. Binge, it's... I guess would really yeah. kind of like, yeah. I, mean, I hate to use that word, but it's, <laughs> it's binge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I, re- I like that movie. It's very nice. Um, I actually think um, I love you, man has actually one of the better, appreciations of that they have with uh, jason siegel paul rudd movie and for the record i saw chocolate just delightful it is right chocolate is that i have no idea it's a beautiful movie mm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very entertaining. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not for the youngest. I mean, check the rating. That's, that's a PG 13. I think so. Yeah. 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 But a good, um, good Sunday afternoon with your family yeah. kind of flick. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure yeah. that's how I saw it in the theater was Sunday afternoon with my family. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Apologies to uh, Messrs. Ebert and Siskel, but thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, was Siskel still around back then? No. Oh, okay, but that so, was their thing. Oh yeah, so uh, at the time, Roper, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Solid performances. You know, cinematography is 
rather workmanlike from what I remember. It's been a long time since I, I saw it, but was was very effective. So I mean, let me, I'm going to look up who directed it real quick because um, I want to I want to say it's someone important. But yeah, I but I, I can't remember either. Nope. Uh, I'm going to totally mispronounce. It's a Swedish film director, um, Lasse Hallström. Um, he did uh, what's eating Gil- what's eating Gilbert Grape, which you know with ah. the Johnny Depp connection there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and also the Cider House Rules. So yeah, so yeah, okay, yeah, so okay. He, yeah. yeah. It's definitely that kind of flick. Hundred percent. Yep. Yep. Oh, he apparently also directed the ABBA movie. Gross. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well. Yep. Um, moving on. Okay. Moving on. Ja, we live in Frank's Meadow. In Frank's Meadow. In Frank's Meadow. Uh, so when when I was watching the thing with Alton Brown, he brought this movie up as his favorite food movie, and uh, and I thought, oh, I've like I've heard about this movie for a long time, but I never got around to it. I remember shelving it. At, at the video store when I worked there in the in the foreign section and it's a Danish movie called Babette's Feast and and to me if if Ratatouille isn't the number one food movie this would be like this would be the number one food movie it's it's interesting because a lot of the food movies that we're going to talk about were done before the Food Network and so the way food is shot and and shown in movies like in a post Food Network time is is very different. Like Ratatouille definitely has that like Food Network food porn thing to it that that like a lot of like later movies will do. Whereas like a number of the movies that Tim and I are going to talk about don't necessarily do that. And but Babette's Feast was one of the ones that kind of did that um, beforehand. And so which and you know food photography is its own thing. Like you got to like oh, yeah. learn stuff. You got to figure out it's it's a whole complicated thing and and i'm not just meaning that like you know mashed potatoes for ice cream and and such like not 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 just that but i mean like you gotta like you gotta figure out you have to figure out its own different mise-en-scene to like make it look good and stuff like that so not just the fakery of it but i mean also just the you also have to like presentation lighting all that it's its own different thing yeah and and so babette's feast is about these I mean, I guess really the stars of the movie are these two sisters who are, this is 1800s Denmark and like late-ish 19th century, I guess. And they are living in this super Lutheran town. They are the, the like, they are like the, like the minister's daughters and they are, you know, kind of like involved in this congregation there that's having, it's like, it's got a little bit of like small town like drama stuff to it as well. I mean, because most of these food movies will have will be like a family drama or they'll be like a, so like a personal drama or some kind of thing like that. And food is just an important element. And so they're living in this like super Lutheran town and they like aren't getting married. They decide to, you know, stay with the church and everything. And then so like they had this they had this one suitor. One of the sisters had this one suitor that looks like it's going to happen. But then she's like, no, I'm going to stay here. And so some years later, the, the suitor sends Babette to go live with them because Babette's been, been run out of Paris during uh, that revolution. Um, mm. Not not the revolution, but a, but the, the revolution that happened yeah, like a yeah. hundred-ish later, hundred-ish years later, and or 80 or 90 years later. But um, anyway, so she's been ran off and now she goes to be in Denmark as a refugee. And so and she was a cook. She worked at a famous restaurant in, in Paris. And so she asks to, you know, to stay on as their cook. And they're like, well, we can't pay you. And she's like, that's fine. I'll stay here. I'll work for free. And so there's these like interesting scenes about how like she makes the soup a little bit better because the soup is just like this is bread soup that's made with like ale and bread and that's it. And then like instantly she's 
already making the food a little bit better, a little bit better. And there's, and this, I bring up the super, the super Lutheranness of it all because like Chocolat, this is a town that's very much not into indulgences and, you know, keeping themselves from, you know, having a good time in that regard. And so food for them is just this thing that they do. They don't really put a lot of joy into it. And Babette is like kind of all about that. And then she wins this French lottery. And so she puts together this big French meal. Like she has this whole back and forth about how like she's able to like show that this is the thing that she's really good at. And like this, I should be able to show people that this is, you know, what I'm good at. And so eventually she's able to host this big titular feast. And it's really, it's really interesting. It's a fascinating movie. It's uh, one best foreign film the year it came out. Um, actually, I really enjoyed it. I liked it quite a lot. Um, just about every time I'm making a big meal, I think about this movie. So definitely worth checking out. Um, I believe you can. There is an English dub that's readily available, from what I understand. Like, I part of me feels like we had both an English and a Danish dub that I ended up shelving, but I I, I might be inventing that. But I do it's, know it exists. Yeah. So if you don't want to watch subtitles, there's an easy way to get around it. But yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, and so yeah, and also would pair well with Chocolat. So uh, yeah, sounds like mm-hmm. so. So continuing with uh, foreign language films. Yeah. Y a mí no me va a is another one that we we sort of discussed briefly when we were kicking around ideas and it's it's worth discussing i think mm-hmm. um this is a mexican film called like water for chocolate yeah yeah and to me this one is sort of borderline mm-hmm. um so the central character is responsible for for cooking for for the family you know there's mm. there's a lot of you know mexican culture and and family drama related to that yeah it's, it's a family yeah. drama yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah um with you know cooking and and food being sort of an element of that mm-hmm. and it it comes up a few times during the movie and there are there are certain moments that sort of turn on it but i feel like it's not as much about that there there are long stretches where yeah that's that's you know nothing going on related to that it's it's just the the drama and nothing about the the food which i mean is is not unreasonable yeah but like like the the book uh which which i've not read um, apparently has you know lots of recipes yeah. in it for you know certain certain dishes that come up in in certain scenes and you know in chapters it's okay so that's that's more of a food thing but that's that's the book mm-hmm. that's not the movie i do think like i would call this a food movie if only because she's like i mean this isn't exactly the right thing but she's kind of a bruja right um she's doing some kind sort of sort of yeah i mean she's yeah, kind I, of doing there's a lot of magical yeah. realism to this it's there uh, there, there is that's yeah. i i don't think that's the the right word but but yeah, yeah there's there's, there's a there's a sort of indescribable almost supernatural something about mm-hmm. some some of the cooking and and things that happen after yeah it's it's not super fantastical it's not that no, kind no. of movie but there's 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 something yeah like i i would call it a food movie because like this is i mean this movie's old and so and i'm not really spoiling anything here but um i i would call it a food movie if only because of one particular i mean like food's it's in the movie throughout, but like not like a huge element throughout, but it's a big enough element for one particular moment of family drama mm-hmm. where um, the sister, so there's, let's say there's three sisters, right? And mm-hmm. the youngest sister has been foretold that she has to stay and take care of the mother and not get to have like romance and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that's a problem. And, and so 
at one point one of the sisters is getting married to like a man that you know that she's that she's into and so she makes this like rose petal dish that and this is like that 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 magic element to it where that causes everyone to remember their first love and the thing is she makes this for the wedding feast <laughs> and so well yeah, yeah. it's it's uh it's no it's 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 after the wedding um well so, yeah it's uh, like the reception uh, other stuff that happened and yeah and, no 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 because no, there's it's, like it's, a lot of people there no, no no it's it's just the family at the table okay well anyway a bunch of people are crying yeah. and yeah. it's does not a good thing uh well i mean it is a good thing for the plot of the movie but <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i would put that as like very much a pretty pretty important food element to this to yeah. the story yeah so yeah. like like i said there are there are certain scenes like that where it's mm-hmm. okay that's that's a big deal right there but yeah. it's 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 not all throughout and it's it's not about you know that like like i said the movie as opposed to maybe the book isn't as much about focusing on the food it's it's more about the the people it's like okay so oh oh she she made this thing and and there are rose petals in it and then this happens but we don't get like a lot of beauty shots of of the food or how she goes about making it yeah not not too so. much yeah yeah, but the, 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 I would I would call it a food movie, but it, it's like it, if it was like if we were to remake it now, it would they would definitely play up that part of things. But in a in a yeah, post food network they, world, they might. Like, yeah. I, I kind of think they would. It would definitely make for a, a an interesting Netflix limited series. Although the book's really <laughs> short, so it it would be like I don't know. It wouldn't take that much time. Um, yeah, anyway. I I don't know. You you could you could maybe expand it a little bit. But. Yeah, but should you is the <laughs> is is the thing. Anyway, anyway, okay, moving on. Yeah, and onward to the further courses of the of our little meal here. Um, so the other movie that comes up a lot when you look these up, um, food movies, is this Stanley Tucci Campbell Scott movie called Big Night. Oh my God, he's good. Huh? You like? Oh my God. Oh my God, he's right. See, now you know. To eat good food mm-hmm. is to be close to God. See. You know what they say? Uh, to know God, to know, to have the knowing, the knowing? Knowledge. Knowledge? knowledge. See, the knowledge of God is the bread of angels. I'm never sure what that means, but it's true anyway. <laughs> this came out in 1997. It has Minnie Driver in it, as well as Isabella Rossellini and uh, Ian Holt. And mm-hmm. so this is about, this takes place in, I want to see like the fifties or the sixties, I think. Um, and I don't know if we were given a specific date, but judging from the way things are looking, it might be late, late fifties or early sixties. And it's uh takes place on a Jersey shore like town. And there is so, so Primo and Secondo, that's uh Tony Shalhoub. He's Primo and Secondo. That's uh Stanley Tucci and they are brothers who own an Italian restaurant that is not doing well. And this is partly because across the street, Ian Holm has an Italian restaurant that's very into like, it's like a party atmosphere. Everyone's having a good time, but the food itself is just sort of like, eh. I mean, I hate to throw shade like this, but like he has like party Olive Garden, whereas <laughs> like across the street, they have like legit Italian little, you know, little mm-hmm. place um and so and part of this is because tony shalhoub is very particular about how the food is supposed to be 
it's like you know anything else is like sacrilege to him and you know and i and i get that um at the same time though i'm like kind of like you know it's a different place you can do you can play around and do stuff but i also understand the you know authenticity desire and stuff like that like they're not doing so well so um to- uh, stanley tucci's out trying to get money for for the restaurant to keep things going and the bank will give him extra money so he you know goes and talks to ian holm and everyone's italian so there's they have that like kind of brotherhood thing to him and so Ian Holmes says like, well, I can't give you money, but, uh, you know, Louis Primo is a friend of mine, so he could come and, and, you know, he could come and you could have a party for him and that'll, that'll get out and everyone will love that and stuff. And so it's supposed to be this, you know, musician guy comes and, and is going to have this, you know, big meal with everybody. And so Mm -hmm. they get together to have this big night and we have this, this scene where, he makes this interesting pasta dish um, that like takes three hours to make. And so there's like an adequate amount of food porn in this. And there's just a whole lot of Italian food and going on. And so it's just a really interesting story. And the the thing I will say that it's uh, it's, it, it makes me wonder if like, there was like some meta casting or some textual casting with putting Ian Holm in Ratatouille based off of this yeah. character. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, can't help because there's some there's some uh, some similarities if I if <laughs> if you will, um, although I think like his character is is, is French in in Ratatouille, but um, the uh, uh, let's just yes. say there's some uh, nefarious stuff maybe that's you know there. Um, but anyway, it's really it's actually it was a really good movie. It's lived up to I would say like the last scene in the movie is all one shot and it is fantastic. Just uh, <laughs> chef's kiss, if I may borrow the <laughs> the terminology. So yeah, so big night. Uh, I suppose he had to. I had to, and uh, and Stanley Tucci is also in another kind of important food movie um, that we're probably not bringing up, and that is uh, Julie and Julia, mm. which is you know uh, you know Amy uh, Amy Adams tries to mm. go through the you know Julia Child's French cooking book, and there's all these flashbacks where Stanley Tucci is Julia Child's you know husband. So like yeah, so Stanley Tucci's definitely got some food film pedigree, pedigree under his belt. So yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, so. but worth checking out. Um, I think it's on Amazon Prime. Maybe I'm not. I'm not sure where I watched it, <laughs> but somewhere <laughs> I found it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. This is a weird little movie out of Japan. Mm-hmm. Has sometimes been described as a ramen western in the way that Sergio Leone made spaghetti westerns. Mm-hmm. Kind of, mm-hmm. but not really. Because this is entirely Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Never mind yeah, that, like, spaghetti westerns, you know, borrowed from samurai movies so much, but, yeah. They did, they yeah. did. So, you know, that was that was clearly an influence back on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bits of, you know, Kurosawa, you know, Seven Samurai, you know, or, or The Magnificent Seven, right, which was yeah. also a movie at that point. Mm-hmm. So, no, this is, a, this is a movie called Tampopo, mm-hmm. which is mostly, but not entirely, about a, uh, a struggling single mother with a, with a little ramen shop who makes not really terribly good ramen. It's not, yeah. you know, bad. There's, there's, there's business. She has some customers. She makes adequate ramen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, you know, traveling food Ronin who <laughs> have, have opinions and, and, you know, enthusiast knowledge about, you know, food and, and how it should be. And, and they're and they, truckers, they, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the two the two at the beginning and and you know gradually they they pick up some some others from various other places who you know help her turn the place around and and renovate it and and she goes and 
and learns how to make you know various parts of of ramen you know the the broth and the noodles and, right. and how to do this and and that from other places right um and sort of interspersed with that are you know a number of other little vignettes all all sort of about food in one way or another and and how people relate to it some of them are very very strange <laughs> Yeah, the the gangster and his and his his girl sequences yeah. are a little bizarre from time to time. Um, yeah, like uh, yeah. What what did you say that they? Uh, how did you describe this before recording? Um, so yeah, uh, this so this movie came out in eighty five. Yeah, nobody in nineteen eighty five would have used the term food porn. It did not exist. No. That said, this movie. Had such a thing existed at the time, would have entirely redefined the term. <laughs> Agreed, very much. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a yeah. I like this movie a lot. I blind bought the Blu-ray one time, and I have like, and I think about it every like like a fair amount actually. Like especially when I when I make ramen, of course, I you know think about you know hell. So like, what did I learn from that to like you know make things a little bit better? And um, did you end up having to make ramen after you watched this? No, no, actually, I, I didn't. Um, I had, I had eaten beforehand. Um, in my, I, I could, I could go for some decent ramen right now. But <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very interesting, very definitely very Japanese. Yeah. But um, that that said, it's um, it's, it's sort of quirky and off kilter in ways that reminded me very much of uh, Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to wonder, is this something that that he saw, you know, before he really got into into filmmaking, started making his movies? Because his first movie didn't come out until, you know, like 10, 15 years after this or something. Yeah. Yeah. Bottle yeah. Rocket. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm actually like, I'm kind of curious. I feel like food is, a, is there's like a fair amount of food in Grand Budapest. But uh, it, it, at least, it comes at least up, confections, you know. at least. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And in some of his other films. Yeah. But I mean, e- not not even the food element, but, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way Just it's the, the quirk yeah, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sort of loosely connected vignettes and mm-hmm. and, you know, how different things are are shot and put together. And it's like, you know, this this one little bit is is sort of in this genre and, and mm-hmm. this other's in, in this one. And and everybody's a little bit weird and, and not quite. Mm-hmm normal but but still you you recognize everyday people sort of traits in them and it's mm-hmm. and it's like a wide swath of genres i mean so there's it, like it really is yeah, yeah there's like there's like this there's this gangster stuff there's this like i mean it's i mean i if i was gonna shelve it in one place um i guess maybe comedy i i guess um I, but yeah i mean more than more than anything else i guess it's I more mean, funny than anything else yeah 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 it's it you know, n- nearly everything is is intended to to make you kind of laugh. You know, yeah. Some some of it is is meant to make you a little uncomfortable and make you laugh by making you uncomfortable. It's it's a lot like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that movie. Um, it's a lot of fun. I should watch that again. So yeah, the I particularly like this one scene where a bunch of corporate guys and and apparently like in corporate life in Japan is like apparently like ours just to the tenth degree or something. And hmm. they like a bunch of corporate guys go to this restaurant and there's this guy that they're kind of like, you know, they treat poorly and kind of think of him as an idiot. And when it comes time for him to like order food, he just goes on this whole foodie rant thing um, where he's just he kind of puts everyone in their place, puts everyone in their place off of yeah. like, off of that. And I, I really like that scene. Um, I wish yeah, he showed I... up again later in the movie. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah that that would have been interesting so yeah that that scene and the the one immediately following it which is is in the same sort of it's it's like a hotel restaurant yeah sort of yeah. like they're they're off in a back room mm-hmm. somewhere you know and, you know you know fancy service but there's there's also like a, an etiquette class going on yeah. by about about eating spaghetti and it's like mm-hmm. oh it's like, you, you must do this and if you if you don't it's it's completely taboo and and totally frowned upon everywhere else and and there's this this other guy who's you american or italian or something happens to be eating spaghetti over there and he at, at one point we get a shot of him looking up and he's mm-hmm. like huh what <laughs> and and he just does absolutely everything complete opposite of of what they're doing is is eating his spaghetti very very noisily all all the while the matron is 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 just you know, going on and on it's like you you must not do this and and, and all her, her charges and and finally they they all just give in and enjoy their food yeah yeah i like it i like it it's like, it's like that scene in um what was it was it brooklyn where like sort yes. of ronin was trying to learn to eat yes. pasta yeah. yes exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah yeah no tampopo is like that's that's also when i think of food movies it's one of the first ones i think of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh not not for everybody this movie mm-hmm. i i kind of enjoyed it i don't think i'm gonna revisit it very often but i'm definitely i yeah. feel like i'm more willing to like chunks of it like because it is at least to that yeah. episodic thing where i may just watch like certain parts of it um yeah. maybe not the whole thing but yeah um all right so like that i had tampopo on my list but it was just in case but I have other things just in case you mentioned them. So <laughs> you, you mentioned it. So I was prepared. Um, so um, I do want to bring up a couple of food documentaries that I'm fond of. Uh, I'm not going to go in depth in these, but I'm just going to kind of mention them really quick. So there's uh, a Jiro Jim- Dreams of Sushi, uh, mm-hmm. which is about a you know a sushi chef who's had this like big following. And if only it's a great it's a great documentary. It's very interesting, super fascinating look on sushi, sushi culture, and just food culture in general. Um, mm-hmm. But if you like uh, if you if you see that, I recommend that you automatically watch the documentary now parody show of it <laughs> called Juan Dreams of Chicken and Rice. It is like it, it's interesting because like it's it's making fun of, but in doing it in such a loving way, and it's still doing it in a manner that's like very loving towards food and just being okay. weird about okay. food and stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and then the other one I'm going to say is uh, the Search for General So. Um, which is about it's it's you'd think I mean the the, the dish General So's chicken is like a big focal point of it, but really it's about Chinese food in America, and yeah. like how how it how it changes from place to place and how it's like changed how it's so different from like actual Chinese cuisine. But to keep in mind, China's got all different kinds of cuisine because it's a huge country and like stuff like that. And so that's worth checking out. But um, the, the, the last movie I want to talk about is um, from last year. Here we are family. We harvest, we ferment, we gel. We gel. We gel. He's not just a chef, he's a storyteller. The game is trying to guess what the overarching theme of the entire meal is going to be. You won't know till the end. The menu, um, Mm. we brought this up with uh, when, on our fandom episode and I, I think it was that and so the menu is it, it's not I mean it's kind of horror adjacent I wouldn't really call it a horror film because it's more, more of a black comedy is is probably what I'd call it and it is about the trailers made it look like there was going to be this like most dangerous game element to it but that's that that's not what happens at all and so it is making fun. It's a satire of like food culture and ridiculous food things that people get into, especially in this post food <laughs> network world. And 
And so uh, it's about this chef who is really like a brilliant chef who does brilliant things and does super creative stuff. And he has a he has a restaurant on its on his own little island where you have to like spend a whole lot of money and like get on a list and such to go. You have to take a boat to go there and you're treated to this big, magnificent, bizarre meal that's full of really cool stuff. And there's a theme to it. And you're like, you're supposed to kind of guess what the theme of the meal is and everything. And the, like we, we follow this couple. Uh, so this has, is Nicholas Holt and Anya Taylor-Joy. They are the couple that are going. And Nicholas Holt had actually had a, what ha, was put on the list with a different person. And so he invited her and that their, that relationship fizzled out. So he ended up taking Anya Taylor-Joy. And so she's kind of treated as like, you're not supposed to be here the whole time. And it turns out it's because the the end of the meal is that everyone is supposed to die. And like, I'm not spoiling anything there. It's like, you kind of figured it out pretty quickly. And so there's a little bit of this thriller element of her trying to figure out how to, you know, get out of this. And everyone figures it out and realizes that they're in a very weird place. And it's written by Onion, people who worked for The Onion and like if The Onion had food critics, this is what I imagine the movie would be. But the important thing about this is that all the food is really cool and you want to eat it. Um, <laughs> like and uh, yeah, there's like a moment where they have to like make tacos and the, the chicken looks great. But the tortillas have this like thing that um, like one per- they invite a a restaurant reviewer and on the tortilla are these reviews that she wrote that killed restaurants and things like mm. that. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like stuff like that. And uh, John Leguizamo is an actor who has like, I don't know, like everyone has some kind of sin that is, you know, kind of being dealt with in in a way. Um, And um, at the very end of the movie, there is, I'm not spoiling anything, but at the end of the movie, there is a burger that is made that is that I have made this burger at least six times since I've seen this movie and it is worth it. Um, So be prepared if you watch this movie that you're going to want a burger, but I'm going to encourage you to just make it because it's not that difficult. We can do a cheeseburger. A real cheeseburger. I'll make you a very good, very traditional cheeseburger. I don't think you can. I'll make you feel as if you're eating the first cheeseburger you ever ate. The cheap one your parents could barely afford. Show me. How do you like it? Medium. American cheese. American cheese is the best cheese for a cheeseburger because it melts without splitting. How much will that set me back? $9.95. That come with fries? Niels? Yes, chef. Is the fries still on? Yes, chef. Crinkle cut or julienne? Yeah, I, I actually still have not watched this one. It uh, it did, you know, come uh, come up on our radar, you know, last year around mm-hmm. uh, around award season. Yep. Because uh, it was it was up for some stuff. I still haven't managed to get to it. I, I, I will check this out at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it is, I wouldn't call it like, a, I wouldn't call it a horror film, but, you know, it definitely has those kind of tones. Um, but yeah. I was into it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. So, yeah, well, and I, I also dig Ray Fiennes, who oh, yeah, Ray plays Fiennes, the, yeah. uh, the, the chef. The you chef, know, he's, yeah. I, I can't think anything I've, I've seen him in that he, he wasn't really good. You know, uh, he's, he's done done Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. He's done all all kinds of stuff. And, to, and dark comedy, Ray Fiennes is like my favorite kind of Ray Fiennes, like the, <laughs> like in Bruges. I mean, I wouldn't call Grand Budapest a dark comedy per like say. No, but no, not exactly. Um, but it's it's definitely darker than other comedies. But yeah, um, but yeah. yeah, that's like my favorite form of Ray Fiennes is when he's being yeah. funny. And so yeah, definitely <laughs> worth checking out. Yeah. All right. So I guess that's that. That is our that is our 
our pile of food flicks there. Um, I guess we could have like totally done this as like, we could have had chocolate at the end for the des- dessert course if we thought this ahead of time, but um, <laughs> eh. eh, this is, this is more fun. So this, 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 this is a little more, you know, au naturel. As exactly. It were. Yeah. Yeah. So a uh, quick, quick honorable mention. So you, you brought up, you know, some, some food documentaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this of course also applies to television uh as as you said food network is a thing mm-hmm. um yeah great british baking show is oh yeah still huge there's a there's another one that my uh, my folks put me on to runs on netflix called mm-hmm. somebody feed phil uh about you know phil rosenthal traveling the world and experiencing food and food culture in all sorts of places and he's he's just so earnest and so enthusiastic and and the way his face lights up when when he tries something it's, you want to talk about you know food flicks making mm-hmm. you hungry it's, this always makes me hungry which is why <laughs> i haven't watched very much of it because even if i've just deliberately had a big meal before watching it i'm hungry after watching it <laughs> <laughs> so there's a prevailing theory of the reason why the food network got so big is because of 9-11. Have you heard about this? No. So the so the Food Network existed before, you know, the before 2001, but it really picked up because everyone was in a sad place during that, that everyone started watching okay. food stuff because it was, you know, a positive, happy okay. thing. Yeah. And so like that's, and then, and then the ratings went up and got really big. And so like that's, that's <laughs> been kind of the you know, the accepted theory as to why the Food Network got so big and why food culture in general changed so much. That's, yeah, it seems, seems plausible. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's other factors, but that yeah, probably, definitely, but... that, yeah, I was like, oh, that checks out. Yeah. That was about the time when I started watching the Food Network a little more regularly. So, but I don't, I don't know what the chicken and the egg is on that. Like, I don't know if I was depressed and was watching the Food Network or just like, oh, this like food show is a yeah. big deal. I guess I'll <laughs> check it out. Like, yeah, so. I don't know. Right. But, yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, so for now, that's our show. We'll uh, we'll have more to come soon, of course, because there are there are going to be movies again, folks. The strikes yep. are over. Yep. And with with Thanksgiving coming up, I mean, like we've already kind of already dipped our toe into award season, but we are basically in award season. Yeah. Um, once Thanksgiving yep, weekend starts, so begin in earnest pretty soon here. So, yep. but for now, that's our show. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to pop a tums. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good. Juicy burger, juicy fries. Too late, I'm about to start. Too late, don't want to touch it too. Got my way or all these two. I like food. Food is good. I like food. Food is good.